work. Yeah, guys, we'll put this behind. What did you say, Nick Lacani? Did you say a paywall? He said, I think, a paywall. I said a firewall. Is it a paywall or a firewall that you use? Oh, it can be either. Both. Okay, so look, this episode of this particular podcast may cost you a lot of money or else it may be free. But in the meanwhile, Moira O'Brien on my left. Say hello to the listeners, Moira. Hello to the listeners, Moira. And uh, Nick Lacani, you're from uh, Africa, I believe. Uh, what's what you have to say? I, I'm actually born in Uganda, living in England, and I'm uh, currently in the real capital of Ireland, which is the dirty, oh sorry, not the rebel republic of Cork. Okay. Actually, he misunderstands Irish history because the least rebellious part of all is the town of Macroom, which is an oh, old no, garrison. We, we were pretty rebellious, come on. Were you? Oh, yeah. I thought you were a garrison town. Yeah, well, yes, but, um, you know, we had um, the, it's a big Irish stronghold here. And there was I telling Nick this morning that the place that the IRA did awful things in was around Macroom, where there were a load of Protestants who they drove out. So what is the true history of Macroom? Because there was a garrison in the uh, Macroom Castle, they were obviously a target. And there were three or four fairly violent incidents. There's one in Kilmichael, which was the biggest one, <coughs> which was in 1920, I think, 20 or 21, um, when a whole uh, column of, um, I think they, they were the Irish police, they, but it was a, a, a semi-military branch of the police were ambushed at uh, Kilmichael and they killed 17, 17 or 18, just wiped a lot of them out. So what year would this have been? 1920, Right. I think. And, and the the War of Independence, yes? No, yeah, the War of Independence. Yeah, yes. before the Civil yeah, War, the War of Independence. Yeah. So, so the interesting thing for me is, it's, I'm not such a history buff, but I know a little bit about very little bit about the history of Ireland, but would the police at that time have been heavily, um, uh, obviously backed by the British, but mm. they would have been heavily uh, Protestant, perhaps? Uh, probably predominantly, yes. Okay. Mm. But very much uh, loyal to uh, the king and the country, uh, meaning the UK. Also remember, though, they yeah. were doing a job. Yeah. They were yeah. getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. So frankly... Um, what does an Irish Garda today think about? Do they think about their loyalty to the state, or do they think this is a job to keep my family going? Mm. I'd say, yeah. I'd say the bottom line is, yeah. you know, it's a job. Thank goodness. Otherwise, I have to go to England and dig ditches and yeah. build uh, railways and canals. Mm. But that was a century yeah. earlier. But yeah. anyway, yeah. But yeah. So, but Nick Lacani, welcome to Ireland. Yes. What Thank do you, you want so to know much. about the Irish? <laughs> what makes the Irish people tick? Irish people are not thick. They no, tick. No, no, tick. They're not yes. thick. No, not thick. <laughs> Listeners, he did not mean to, to cause Paul to misunderstand him. <laughs> no, I meant 
what motivates them, <laughs> what <laughs> inspires them, but also what makes them feel something good or bad. Yeah, right. Hang on. A table topic should be short, not an essay in their own right. So we can pass over to Moira O'Brien, who has got a different angle on it than me. And what's the table topic, Nick? What makes Irish people thick? Sorry, uh, what makes... <laughs> yeah, yeah, tick. <laughs> tick. <laughs> it reminds me of a story of my ex, um, for some unknown reason, came on holiday to Ireland with a group of friends, and um, they were walking the ring of ferry, and they landed up in a particular cottage, and... <coughs> they had great difficulty understanding the, the owner of the cottage um, because he kept on talking about his touch. And then, what on earth is a touch? Hmm? No idea what's a touch. It's a thatch, a cottage. <laughs> uh, yeah. I could see the look on Nick's face. Yeah. He didn't actually know no, what no. touch was. You have to be. Look, Nick, have you ever been a. Attached, right? In uh, Ireland, allegedly, I am to my wife, right? Although the, the, I beg to differ, but hey, thatch. Anyway, it's all about dropping your H's. My father used to call them H's as opposed to H's. Mm. I bet you were also brought up on H's. H's. What is the A B C D E F G? H. He's on the other side. Mm. Yeah. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, H. H. Now, but you, you're one of these people, in Uganda you say H, do you? Yep. And in Manchester do you still say H? Well, some of the accents in Manchester, H, H, in and around the northwest, I mean, I can't even do them. It'll be H. Mm. And tell me, what do Liverpool supporters, who are going to be in the final of the FA Cup tomorrow afternoon against Chelsea, do they say H or H? Um, good question. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, this is terribly bad radio, uh, but I don't... <laughs> uh, I, I, I think they'll just tell me to calm down. Look, I brought you on this show because, one, you're not from Ireland. Two, you don't support Chelsea. And three, you've actually met some Liverpool supporters and you are a supporter yourself. Yeah. Now, will you for goodness sake tell me, stop avoiding the question, are Liverpool an H team or a H team? Well, I... I I think it's a HT. The reason is we concentrate on the H, which is the holistic uh, view of things about the whole individual, their personality, their mindset, their motivations. It's not just how Absolutely they play football. right. Because you've got Hergen Klopp as your... Um, you've got Hergen Klopp as, 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 as your leader. Uh, as your leader. <laughs> and, you know, thank goodness, Hergen... <laughs> H. Jürgen. Jürgen. Hergen 
No, no, no. He's Hergen Pop, isn't he? No, Jürgen. Oh, I thought you were saying. It's Scouse. It's a Jürgen. It's a J. It's a You used the no. word there. Yeah, but it's, it's Scouse. Jürgen. Can you please explain the meaning of the word Scouse? There are people listening to this in Kerry who have never met Scouse. Well, as I understand it. As I understand it, uh, people in and around Merseyside were called Scousers because they ate something called Scouse. Scouse, I believe, is some, uh, I'm not an expert, but some sort of uh, mishmash, like a hot pot type of throw every, throw every leftovers that you have from yesterday's meal. Put some water and flavor and gravy or something in it, and then serve it up as the next meal. It's it's like a, you know, uh, hard hard times. You have to make do with what you've got, and uh, a lot of communities, not just in. Sorry, it's like, in our house, my house, two days a week. <laughs> yeah. But in a lot of communities, it was a way in which you made do with what you had in the cupboard, and so and and this is not just Merseyside, but it's throughout. Well, I, I guess wherever you, you do the same thing. Uh, um, in an Indian society, you go and make do with what you have. And, and my mom always used, my mom would never throw anything away that was still edible and so on. Absolutely. And that's the way, that's the way that you make the most of what you have. And that's the reason why Scouse was used, or people are called Scouses, because they were known, or the community was known, to eat a lot of scouse because there was a lot of there was a lot of, uh, a, lot of um, a, a, a lot of uh, challenges in terms of economic uh, power to go and buy fresh food every day. Because even I don't buy fresh food every day. You know, I have some of last year's food in the cupboard. <laughs> and Moira, as you know, we've reached the 10-minute mark in the recording of this particular podcast episode. But I have to ask you, before we finish this one and start another one, but before we finish this one, I have to ask you, this word, scouse, mm-hmm. you're a bit of an expert on this sort of stuff. How do you spell scouse? S-C-O-U-S-E. <laughs> Right, and when did it enter the English language? This is a question that sometimes gets asked on the Jog Show for Talkers. <laughs> Paul hasn't a clue today because he doesn't have I'd his... I'd say it's probably 1754. Oh, I thought it was after dinner time. <laughs> OK, that's the end, listeners, of this first episode of the Lacani Roadshow. <laughs>